What's going on, everybody? I'm Kyle Richards, and welcome to the Abstract Sports Podcast, where we bring sports back to life with a fresh perspective on the game from abstract yet popular angles. Coming at you live on Facebook again today. Got a few people in here. How's it going? Brad, Eric, Steve, Perry. I'm happy you guys are here. If you're if you're feeling crazy, feel, feel free to share this. Uh, if your friends see it, you never know who might come through, and you can have a conversation with them while I talk. Um, but today's kind of crazy. We have a giveaway, guys. We have a giveaway that we're doing. Yeah, that's a rap horn because that that sound means excitement. That is synonymous with excitement. And today we're doing a t-shirt giveaway. If you haven't, submit your your uh, criteria to be involved in that give, giveaway. You can still do so before the end of the podcast. Before I do my sign-off, I'm going to go check all my notifications. And if there's something in there, I will... Uh, add you to the pot and we'll do the drawing right before we're done here. So go over on our page here on Facebook. There should be a post about a t-shirt giveaway. It has all the rules in detail. You can do that while you're listening to me. Um, that way we can make it a more interesting uh, fight for the first free t-shirt ever on the blog. How's it going, Charles? Thanks for being here, man. I'll give you a rap horn, two rap horns. Um, but anyways, yeah, today's giveaway day. Um, I see a few names in here who are involved in that. Brad, if you want to be involved in that t-shirt giveaway, go check out the rules. But as for the latest blog content um, that we've put out lately, um, I have mostly been doing a lot of media, multimedia stuff. I haven't do, done a lot of writing or articles and whatnot. Um, but I did, So I did go and create a media category on the blog um, for the podcast and any video content that we do. Uh, vlogging and, uh, uh, and then I guess any, any of the categories on our YouTube channel, I made categories for those on the blog so that that way I can still be filling up pages with great content, um, and, uh, getting all my, all of our content out there and distributed properly. Um, one thing that I am kind of excited about is here in Idaho Falls, there's a racetrack that just opened called Sage Raceway. Um, if you know me personally, you know, I'm not a huge car nut. Uh, but I'm surrounded by people like my brother uh, and his friends and some of my own friends who just love cars. And so this raceway means a, means kind of a it's kind of a big deal to them because it's a new outlet of entertainment that we didn't have before. I mean, we had another track, but it's kind of old and run down. This one's brand new. Uh, they do it every other weekend. And so I'm like, you know what? I should get in touch with them and see if I can go do some uh, photography and maybe some video work and not necessarily for them for money, but just to like create great vlog content because racing is a sport. Uh, it's not the traditional most popular sports, like the ones that include balls like basketball, football, baseball, soccer. Um, but it is a sport cause it is competitive. Um, it takes all the same type of, uh, skills that, so- that a lot of athletes have, you know, focus, um, development, learning your craft, uh, and executing. So, and let alone the competition part, that's like the biggest thing. So I emailed the person about that, where I I might be able to go out to the track and get some great video content, uh, do some vlogs, um, maybe do some, uh, head to heads and, and show the two cars taken off from the line and show their specs or something like that. Um, I have a really cool vision for it and I think it'll be good content for the, for my locale here in Southeast Idaho. Um, but another thing that has to do with my locale is, uh, semi-pro baseball, the Pioneer League. Um, Idaho Falls Chuckers will be coming to town on June 23rd. Uh, that'll be their first home game. So I plan to do a lot of content surrounding that as well um, in terms of photography and, and a vlog experience, showing people around the park if they hadn't been there before. Um, just to like, you know, people, you never know who's going to come across that and just think, hey, I might want to go there someday. Um, <clears throat> hey, Jason, how's it going? Thanks for joining Charles on Facebook says, my friend Kyle is at it again. Abstract Sports Podcast. Yes, sir. You know it. That's me. I'm here. I'm doing it. (laughs) Uh, But before we get going on things, that was a share gone wrong. (laughs) Uh, Blowing out the microphone with my ridiculous laugh. That's hilarious. (laughs) I'm just reading your share. Uh, That's hilarious. Well, thanks for sharing, though. If you you try doing it again, I appreciate (laughs) it. Uh, before we get going, I want to say uh, one day early, happy birthday to my mom. Her birthday is tomorrow, uh, and funny enough, it's also 
the same day that the NBA Finals starts, which I am very much anticipating. So I have to uh, cater to two different events tomorrow evening. I'll have to figure out how that's going to work. But um, I guarantee I'll be watching every minute of that basketball game. Um, so to get into a little bit of the, ab like, not abstract sports stuff, but more like the sports that I don't really cover that often, let's talk about some Tiger Woods. Uh, he showed up in the news again for all, another wrong reason. Uh Apparently, he, was, he allegedly he was pulled over for a DUI. Initially, that's what the report was uh, before, because you know the media comes out and just says this. He got arrested, was put in jail, uh, and then he got released. And so people just kind of assumed it was a DUI without even having the details. Um, Charles says, "Happy birthday, Kyle's mom. I'll tell her that tomorrow for you." Uh, <laughs> but Tiger Woods was—he apparently got pulled over. He was parked on the side of the highway, I believe, and weird fact is that his tires were flat. I don't know what that has to do with the story, but he was asleep in his car. I don't know if the car was running or what, but that's just not a good situation, especially if you're Tiger Woods. Um, but uh, once the details did come out, I mean, he did go to jail. He was in there for like three hours. He got picked up at like seven in the morning and he got re released at like 10 or something in the morning. Um, he released a statement saying that there was no alcohol involved and he apologized to all of his family, friends, and fans. Uh, he said that he he should expect better of himself and whatnot, but he did clarify that there was no alcohol involved. There was a mix-up with medications, that, and he didn't think that it had affected him as much as it did. And that kind of turned out to be true. So the reports say that he blew zeros on an alcohol uh, uh, breathalyzer, and so there's that. I mean, he didn't... I don't think he actually got a DUI because he wasn't driving... He was parked, and he also blew zero. So I don't think they can legally give him a DUI if, uh, I guess it's under the influence. If you're under medication, I guess that kind of qualifies. But he was parked, and he was asleep. So I don't know how the law works, I guess. I don't I don't get in trouble like that. So uh, kind of an interesting story. You know, you, you want to hope the best for Tiger Woods. He's kind of uh, blown everything away. Like, you know, he's one of the top golfers of he was on the road to being one of the best golfers of all time. Then he kind of blew his fame into smithereens and you hate to see it because I used to be a huge tiger fan, uh, growing up in like VJ Singh era. Um, and I watched a lot of, I remember VJ Singh was a guy that I always imitated as a golfer. I'm like, Oh, VJ from the bunker. Cause I'm always in the bunker. Um, but you know, you hate to see a guy like tiger woods. He's done some pretty terrible things in his past, you know, cheating on his wife, et cetera, getting in trouble. Um, but he's got a bad back and he's just trying to pursue his dreams of continuing golf. And as soon as he starts to get back on the mend, um, kind of, he uh, throws it away again with something like this. And it seems like it wasn't his intention, but I kind of feel bad for the guy. Um, but with that aside, let's move into some MLB. There's been a little bit of drama in the MLB world. If you've been watching it all lately, um, how's it going, Marcos? Welcome to the podcast. Uh, by the way, uh, you are inquiring about the giveaway uh, that we're doing today in the last podcast. I didn't see you share anything. If you want to, if you want to be qualified for the giveaway, uh, check out the post on our Facebook page. Uh, there, there should be a thing that says t-shirt giveaway rules or something like that. How to enter. Uh, go ahead and do that. If you want to get, get it put in there. I've got like slips of paper here, like seven of them right now. So if you want to put it in, we'll do, we're going to do the drawing at the end of this. Uh, you still have a chance to get put in for it. So, uh, Anyways, MLB content. The main headline that everybody's going to think of is the fight that happened between the Giants pitcher Hunter Strickland and the Nationals outfielder Bryce Harper. Um, I think, oh my gosh, I need to check a fact really quick. I may, I think I have everything correct right there. Yeah, okay. He is on the Nationals. <laughs> I'm still new to baseball. Don't mess with Bryce Harper, says Jason on Facebook. <laughs> Uh, I agree. I mean, did you see the look on his face when this happened? So basically what happened was, I mean, to take it back a little bit, apparently three years ago, this same pitcher and Bryce Harper had a beef. And I think it had something similar to do with uh, um, Bryce Harper hitting a couple home runs off of this pitcher. Uh, but the pitcher ended up getting the championship that year. And, and the pitcher somehow held a grudge for three years since that happened. And so for some reason he decided to hit him with a pitch intentionally. And a lot of people are saying like all the coaches and stuff, you know, obviously the, 
the Nationals coaches are going to say it was intentional. But if you watch the pitch, it hit him right in the hip. It wasn't even, it wasn't behind him. It wasn't like too far inside where Bryce Harper could get out of the way. It was like right square in the hips. He had no way of dodging that thing. So kind of show tells you that it was intentional. And it, if I remember right, it was like a 98 mile an hour fastball. I could not imagine what that'd feel like. But uh, Bryce Harper, when he got hit, he kind of like threw his, like tossed his bat out in front of him and like yelling some words at Strickland. And then he eventually just takes off running at him, yelling expletives and whatnot, takes his helmet and just, he tries to kill the man with his helmet. He He's running at him and he like winds up and throws this thing and it goes all like way off. I mean, like, 45 degree angle away from the pitcher. It just looked like a terrible toss, but he was like, he was going all out. He was trying to hurt this guy and he gets in there and Strickland actually lands a punch on him before anything. And then Bryce Harper kind of hits him with an open face, open hand smack to the nose, kind of caught a lot of his hat. Um, So I'd say they both got a hit in, but then by that point, both benches had cleared and, uh, and it was, it was brutal. I mean, the thing that was crazy to me was the look on Bryce Harper's face after this happened, when his teammates are holding him back, there's a picture and his hair is, you know, his hair is kind of wild, very voluminous. Um, I like his hair, by the way. Um, not when he wears those, those hair, he wears like a tie down in his hair and it kind of looks funny, but, um, man, the look in his eyes, like he was seeing red and you could like see red in his eyes. He's just like pissed off. And, so uh, Brad on Facebook says, I saw why Harper isn't a pitcher. He missed a mile with his helmet. Yeah, he's an outfielder. He's he's meant to throw the long ball. <laughs> um, how's it going, AJ? We'll be talking about you here in a little bit, actually. Um, more to come on that. But the look in Bryce Harper's eyes after that happened, I was scared. I'm like, dang, I would not mess with Bryce Harper. But the funny thing was, like, after the game, they both got interviewed post-game, as you would imagine, and they both seem kind of calm. They're like, yeah, you know, it, is, it was what it was. Um, whatever. <laughs> and Bryce Harper just kind of said something like, um, you know, sometimes you just kind of got to go after him. It's kind of you either you do or you don't. And today I decided I would. It just, it was, the drama kind of ended with that fight. I don't, I feel like there, it didn't really continue into the locker room. They're both just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but... The, what everybody, you know, the, the ultimate result of that fight was the suspension for both of these players. So they both are missing, what was it? Uh, so Strickland is a, they call him a journeyman re- reliever. So he actually doesn't, he actually doesn't pitch all that much. He pitches like once every six games or something weird like that. Um, Charlie asked a question on what my thoughts are on fighting in general. I'll get to that in a second. I'll add it here. Fighting in the MLB. Okay. MLB in general. I'll get to that in a second. But uh, Strickland is going to miss one to three innings. And, you know, as a relief pitcher, usually you come in in the eighth or ninth and you you finish off the game. Uh, oh, I'm knocking my camera over. Um, hey, thanks for sharing the, the podcast, guys. I really appreciate that. It helps out a ton. Um but on the other hand, Bryce Harper got suspended for uh, eight, what was it, 36 innings, so the equivalent of four games because, you know, he plays all the time. He's an outfielder, and he bats in the starting lineup. So he's going to miss 36 innings altogether, which is about 18 to 20 at-bats. And I feel like he gets sort, sort of the short end of that stick because he's more involved in the in the team activities, whereas a relief pitcher is kind of a, a role player. So it seems a little bit lopsided, but then again, you know, the pitch, if the pitch was intentional, uh, you know, that's one thing, but then Bryce Harper's reaction, like trying, like he was trying to hurt this dude. I think his reaction and the, just the overall dissatisfaction he had, uh, is what got him the, the suspension that he earned. So I don't know. And as far as my thoughts on fighting in the MLB in general, I think it's in a way it's sort of like, I think of it like hockey, you know, hockey fighting is sort of the norm. When you go to a hockey match, you, you, you know, that fighting is part of the game. Um, and I mean, the refs include it into the game 
in baseball, obviously they, they hand out suspensions and stuff whenever it happens. I think that, you know, sometimes I think it has something to do with your focus and your mentality and your overall attitude in the game. You know, like if you feel like you got hit with an intentional, like intentionally hit by a pitcher, sometimes it's kind of hard to hold your emotions. The guy's throwing a ball at you that could hit you in the head and it could kill you. You know, if, if you think about it, like the worst case scenario, if you got hit in the head with a 98 mile an hour fastball, that could turn you into a vegetable. So, you know, it kind of puts a little bit of like instant fear and adrenaline rush right into you. So when somebody reacts in such a, like such a way to like charge the mound, I think sometimes it's uncontrollable. Um, but other times it's like, okay, you're just, you're just doing this to keep the storylines going and, and get views or something or increase the ratings. I don't know. I don't know if I believe in the whole ratings things, uh, most of the time, but I don't know. I think that it's sometimes an uncontrollable thing. Um, I wouldn't say that it's okay. Um, I definitely don't condone fighting in any way, um, really in general, but sometimes when you're trying to make a point about something, sometimes showing some aggression is needed. Uh, maybe it's not, um, charging the mound. Maybe he gives him a look and just says, Hey man, come on. Like what the heck? This is three years ago. You're bringing this back up. So I think it's a a scenario by scenario thing. Um, And you only really ever see it between a batter and a pitcher most of the time. You know, it's never between anybody else. I guess you see like coaches coming out and yelling at the ump uh, sometimes. Uh, And most times it turns into a brawl where everybody's just kind of fighting. I don't know. I think sometimes it, it just gets blown out of proportion, but emotions run high. Heck, in this situation, it happened to be a regular season game, which is strange. <laughs> but there's definitely a history there, and uh, that kind of had something to do with it, I think. Um, I hope that answers your question. Um, I mean, I think it it answers your question. I hope that was a good answer, though. Um, more MLB news is uh, kind of unfortunate is Mike Trout, you know, great guy. I have nothing bad to say about this dude, and uh, he's, going, he's gone on to the uh, – what's it called? The disabled list for the first time in his career. He tore a ligament in his thumb. And, uh, I think it's his thumb, his hand. I know that, but he need, possibly needs surgery. Last I saw, it was like questionable on whether he did or not, but he's going to be out for several weeks. Um, at the point of his injury, he was, uh, tied or in the lead for most home runs on the season. And since then, Aaron judge has passed him. He now has 17. Um, but, you know, it kind of sucks to see a guy like Mike Trout go down. Uh, he's been in the MVP talks every year. The last, like every year he's been in the league, I think, like the last five years, he's been in talks for MVP. And so this year with him missing a great handful of games, that might take him out of those talks. Um, kind of sad to see him go down. Um, I know that's going to affect some fantasy teams for sure. I mean, he's a pr- productive guy um, at the plate especially. Um but speaking of Aaron Judge, this dude, he's sort of like a rising star. He's huge, too. Um, you see, like, the photo comparisons of him standing next to people on base. This guy's a monster. He's, like, what, 6'10"? 6'10"? Let me look that up. Aaron Judge height. He is 6'7". To me, that seems huge for a baseball player. Um, and this guy, he's a little bit older, if I, if I remember correctly. Oh, no, he's 25. He's still pretty young, but right now he's got 17 home runs on the season. And my favorite thing about him right now is at Yankee stadium, the fans, there's a section in the outfield where I don't know if they're like season ticket holders or what, but they bring like those old school judges wigs to the game and they hand them out to everybody in the section. And it's like, you know, Aaron judge, get it. I mean, pretty easy to get that one. And they have a sign that says, I'll rise. <laughs> I think that is so clever. Um, and then I, I saw an article about, this is something that I could write about too. I think it, it's a pretty awesome topic. Um, somebody wrote an article about uh, why every team needs something like the judge's box at Yankee Stadium. Um, it kind of gives the city and something at the game for the, the fans to rally around where there's the judge's box, they can get a little tradition going. Um, and I think that that'd be great for baseball. I mean, there are certain things like that, like in football, for example, there's the dog pound for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Raiders are just generally nasty fans. I don't know what else to say about them. 
uh, the Hawks nest for the Seahawks. Um, what else? I'm trying to think of the other ones, but there's one for the Bucks. Pretty much every team has something like that. So uh, I don't know. I think it's a great thing for baseball, especially for the Yankees. Um, so good on Aaron Judge. I hope he keeps it up. He seems like a decent dude. Um, I missed some comments here. Charles on Facebook says, He's on my fantasy team too, one of my few stellar players. Pretty sure you're talking about Judge. Let me pull it up actually. Um, yeah, he's he's a home run fiend, man. Um, speaking of, oh shoot, how do I get to this fantasy? So the other night I had a really productive night in fantasy. Two of my players hit two home runs each. Um, had several RBIs, runs scored couple stolen bases even which is one of my least tallied categories um let's see i'm still in 10th place but i'm i'm scraping towards ninth man i've been jumping up and down for forever (laughs) uh let's see here let's go to uh league i think probably already answered my question no brad says that's a good one jason on facebook says kelly says anybody is huge to you Kelly is his wife, and she she's my cousin, and uh, she knows that I'm not a big person. I'm five foot seven. Aaron Judge is six foot seven, but generally most people are big to me. <laughs> You're not wrong when you say that. Um, let's see, what am I missing? Okay, here we go. Teams. There we go. Tenth out of how many? I'm tenth out of ten teams. One of them is a fake team. But all of us are losing to the fake team. Well, not quite. I think fake team is in third place right now. (laughs) This is a team that just auto-drafted and hasn't been touched since. Um, Let's see here. Yeah, so Charlie has Aaron Judge. That's who you're talking about. Welcome back, Eric. Um, The standings. Yeah, fake team is in third place right now. (laughs) I'm in 10th. Charles here, he's in 7th. So... Uh, there for a while, he was in ninth, and I almost surpassed him. I was right there, so close. Um, but it is such a grind, man. I change my lineup all the time. Uh, sometimes it's just luck of the draw on whether your bench players perform better than you do or better than your, your starters. So uh, you guys know how it goes with fantasy sports, I'm sure. Um, so let's see. Speaking of home runs, and Eric Judge blasting them out of the park all the time. Albert Pujols hit his 599th home run today. Pretty awesome um, accomplishment. That puts him at ninth all-time on the home run list. Uh, That makes Sammy Sosa uh, just in front of him at 609. So 10 more, and he can tie it up with Sammy Sosa, one of the greats, uh, but also one of those bat corkers. So (laughs) uh, makes you question. Albert Pujols, what are you doing, man? Uh, (laughs) But no, that's good for him. And uh, some quick baseball news. I heard from a bird that Tim Tebow has made the, uh, the all-star ballot for his, in his league. Uh, that's, that's just some quick news for you. He's featured on the SAL all-star game ballot. And apparently you can go vote for him. He'll probably make the starting lineup if fans are voting. I mean, come on, look at the NBA when they did fan voting, it kind of blew everything out of proportion. Salsa Pachulia almost became a starter. Ugh. So moving on, we are going pretty quick today, actually. I think it's mostly because of the giveaway we're doing and the questions have been going a little bit longer. So I'm, I'm not trying to like rush through things, but I just feel like I'm, I know that I need to get moving along or this thing's going to turn into an all-night affair. So on to the NFL. Uh, Charles says, tell us how you really feel about Zaza. Well, I don't know. I, don't, I, I guess... <laughs> My my reaction about Zaza doesn't really tell my feelings about him. Um, I just think I was more like poking fun at the way they did the voting for the NBA uh, All-Star balloting this year, uh, where the fans can vote and they can vote like 10 times a day or something weird like that, or like once a day for several weeks. Um, and, you know, fans, like they voted all the craziest players in like, like the bandwagon fans that are the Golden State Warriors fans, uh, they voted pretty much half their team in. They had six All-Stars, I'm pretty sure. And the Cavaliers had five. So 
I think the the way they the voting the way they did the voting for the NBA All Star stuff is my reaction to Zaza making the starting lineup. It's like, oh come on, like there are so many other centers that deserve this position, like Carl Anthony Towns, for example, Anthony Davis. I guess he's more of a power forward. Jeez, Lamarcus Aldridge deserves that spot over him. Um, Kelly Olynyk, even <laughs> like or Cody Zeller, I guess is the starter over there. Well, anyways, on to the NFL content. Uh, one other thing, OB, Odell Beckham Jr. missed OTAs for one of the days of OTAs um, because he went and partied with the Kardashians. Something like that. Like, what the heck, man? Where are your priorities? It's coming up on football season. I think I saw the countdown. It's 100 days away. Oh, I missed it. <clears throat> Let's see. NFL kickoff 2017. Pretty sure it's 100 days away. September 7th. Yeah, that sounds about right. Like, why are you partying with the Kardashians, man? You got to keep that body right. Stay healthy. Guess? Priorities. Yeah, priorities. I don't know what you mean by guess on Facebook there. Um, But he, he missed... And I'm going to admit, I had to look up what OTAs actually stood for. I mean, I pay attention to sports in general, but little things like that, sometimes I just glaze over them. I'm like, oh, it's a something they do in football. Why does anyone party with the Kardashians? LOLOL, says Charles. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> for probably for publicity or exposure, uh, maybe even a different kind of exposure. <laughs> um, yeah, OTAs stands for Organized Team Activities. I looked it up, guys. That's what it means. And Odell Beckham Jr. is not has not, he didn't participate one day in the Organized Team Activities. You got to be there for your team, bro. You gotta you gotta keep on working on those skills. You gotta stay in shape. You gotta do the drills just like everybody else if you want to keep that spot. Keep your priorities in line, bruh. Um, and then other news, some other just rapid-fire things here for the NFL since it's not really the season. There's a Dallas player who was arrested for a DUI, something you hear all the time in the offseason when it comes to sports because they're in the spotlight. Uh, and this is a new player, I'm pretty sure, too, somebody they just drafted. Uh, make better decisions, youngin. Uh, then you have Matt Castle, the backup to Marcus Mariota at Tennessee. Uh, he's out for six weeks with a hurt thumb. Luckily, six weeks is, um, you know, he can still be on the roster for the start of the season. My brother is a, a big Titans fan, and I was joking with him. I'm like, oh, they're going to have to pick up Johnny Football to back up Mariota. And then he was like, well, what about what about Colin Kaepernick? I'm like, well, him too. <laughs> I would. I think it would be interesting to see Kaepernick um, back up to Mariota. Um, I think two kind of young players, I guess – I guess Kaepernick has been in the, been in the league a lot longer than that. He's definitely a veteran. Um, so yeah, Matt Castle hurt. Uh, Marshawn. I saw uh, some clips of Marshawn, his first appearance in a Raiders uniform at the OTAs. Um, I saw him doing like a what do you call it? Like a strafing drill where you kind of you bounce in between uh, these like beam pads, and so it's like you have to go through as fast as you can without touching them, and. Just from that one little clip, I can see that he's still chipping away at the rust. Um, it's been a while since he's been active with a football in his hand. So, I know, as you guys know, I'm excited for Marshawn to come back to the league. I'll be writing some articles about um, his games uh, first of the season, probably his first two games because first game back into the in the NFL and then his first game playing at home in his hometown of Oakland. I've already talked about this several times over. Um, so that's all I've got for the NFL. Um Moving on to the NBA, and this this is actually going to be pretty short too, um, and that's because I have sort of a little surprise. I, I did mention it on some of the, some of the social media, I think, but um, I did a today actually on my lunch break at work. Um, if I don't know if AJ is still in here, uh, but if he, I don't know if he is or not. But AJ, me and he's my coworker, and he also has his own blog called Dapper Sports. I've mentioned them before. Um, but me and him did a a podcast together today uh, for an NBA Finals preview uh, where we kind of talk about the Warriors-Cavs matchup that starts tomorrow. Um, 
And Brad on Facebook says, let me guess, you're going to another playoff game. I don't think I can afford it this time. <laughs> if I if I could, I would go stay with my buddy Clay in San Jose, and we would make it to Oakland for a game. So I wish I could. That would be so awesome. Uh, unfortunately, I think Cleveland's just too far away. <laughs> and I wonder whose tickets are more expensive. That would be an interesting thing to look into. But um, I did a podcast today at lunch, and uh, it's – Actually, it's it just uploaded to YouTube. I still need to go through and add the intro and outro clips to it and then re-upload it. So it's going to take a while. But because it leads into today's podcast, that has to come out after this one. So this is episode 13 that we're doing right now. That video is going to be episode 14 because it jumps right into one of our sections of this podcast. So uh, basically, like normal, when this podcast is over, I'm going to... Uh, put it up on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that stuff. And then tomorrow, um, around midday, you can see that YouTube video come out on our social media. You can see it on Facebook, Twitter, and I'll probably put something up on Instagram as well. So something to look forward to tomorrow. It's actually a video video. It's not just like a a still image with me talking behind it. Uh, It's me and him on camera talking about basketball and it's our favorite sports. So Um, I'm really excited to put that out for you guys. And, uh, we touch on a lot of great points there. You're going to want to check that out. But in terms of the NBA, there are a few stories that are surrounding the league right now. Uh, I mean, since our last podcast, LeBron and the Cavs took care of the Celtics in the Eastern conference finals. Uh, and they move on to face the Warriors, as we all know, for the third time in a row. And, uh, we talked about this in detail in the, the podcast that we recorded today coming out tomorrow. Uh, but it's the first time in NBA history that two teams have matched up three times in a row in the finals. Uh, there have been a lot of rematches over the, over the years, but never a re-rematch. And this one just seems so perfect. I mean, I, I want to talk about it more because it's so exciting, but we already go into detail in this other video. You're just going to have to check it out when we, when we put it out tomorrow. Um, but I'm just going to leave it at that. But as far as the other stories going on, uh, LeBron, he, after they won the Eastern conference championship, they were asking him about the warrior matchup and what his thoughts are. And he just kind of said, I don't want to think about that right now. It's too stressful. We need to celebrate what we've accomplished at this point. And, uh, and then we can think about the Warriors. So, um, I think that they know the task that they have at hand, um, where they have to take on Kevin Durant along with most of the team they took on last year. So they know it's going to be difficult and, um, they, I guess he just wanted to cross that bridge when it was time, but more news around LeBron James is that apparently at his home in LA, he has, a, he has a house there and it was vandalized. Somebody came by and spray painted his, his, uh, metal bar fence out front. And it was some sort of racial slur. Um, apparently it's been cleaned up since, and I think it happened like today and they interviewed him about it. And he just basically made a comment that, uh, you know, hate and discrimination uh, against the color of people's skin still exists today. And he's not wrong. It's, it's an unfortunate thing, uh, especially, you know, the fans kind of trying to get into his head a little bit before the NBA finals. It's like, come on, be, be bigger than that. You're stooping down to a, such a low level. Um, I mean, it says a lot about that person's character, whoever decided to do that. Um, I don't know if they caught him or what, but I imagine LeBron has some cameras. So hopefully, hopefully they did. Um, but all I can really say is I'm super stoked for tomorrow. I don't even know where I'm going to watch the game from. Like I was saying, my mom's birthday is tomorrow. So I got to get her a gift, take it over, give her a hug, tell her I love her and all that stuff. Uh, but then I got to find a TV and I don't have cable. (laughs) So I might have to go to Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, or I might have to go to my brother's house. I'll have to figure something out. Uh, well, heck I do need to do laundry. I might have to go to my brother's house. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, man, my Snapchat is blowing up. Charles sending me snaps while I'm streaming. I like it. Um, I'll, I would look at it, but it would ruin everything. But, uh, man, it's only been 35 minutes. Let me know if you guys want to talk about something. Um, I, 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 we do have a lot to talk about, though, with the discussion uh, for the, this week's question. Um, and so I'm going to, after I go through... And uh, 
share all the posts that people made about this week's question about development in sports. Um, at the end of all that, I'm going to tally up all of uh, the votes, and I have most of them in a hat right now, and it's it's literally a hat. It's a nice Idaho Vandals hat. Go Vandals, uh, which I'll be drawing out of later. So um, by the time I get through all the end of these uh, people's comments, I will check my Facebook and make sure that there's no more outliers, and then we can uh, get going with the drawing and see which shirt gets handed out first. Um, let's see. Brad on Facebook says there was a cool video on Facebook of Larry Bird. Did you see it? <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to share it with me. Uh, I've seen a lot of Larry Bird. Larry Bird. <laughs> I've seen a lot of Larry Bird videos on Facebook. Uh, one of them I remember is uh, when he told somebody on the Celtics, one of his teammates, he was like, "I'm going to play this game left-handed," and he goes out and scores like 35 points. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite Larry Bird stories. Um, but there's there's plenty of videos out there. Just share it with me, uh, and maybe I'll share it on the on the Abstract Sports page. But anyways, we've only been going for 36 minutes. I mean, according to my actual my my actual recording, and we're already done with all the content. So let's jump into the weekly question. Um, so last week, I I the question that I tied to the T-shirt giveaway was along the lines of something like this. Talk about the importance of development in sports. This is a question that can apply to really any profession, but talk about how you've seen it, seen or heard of it in sports. Feel free to talk about how development relates to you and your field of work as well. And I got a lot of really awesome comments, some that were kind of like, you know, I'm just going to leave a comment. <laughs> um, and then I'll go through and read these and I'll, I'll share my thoughts. So the first one I'll share is from Micah on Facebook. Um, I mean, obviously that's where I did the giveaway. Uh, he says, without development, sports would be undeveloped, meaning everything is just the flavor of the month. <laughs> and I thought that it's a very simple way of saying that um, if the sport wasn't advancing, it would be boring. Um, the whole point of playing or doing something competitively is to be better than the other team. And that means you're going to have to invent new ways, uh, new techniques of taking over these teams, whether that's physically, uh, you know, footwork, agility, hitting the gym, putting some weight on so you can power guys around down low. Um, or like intelligence wise, you know, learning a playbook, uh, running plays and executing them. So I think that's kind of hit that. His comment was the short form of that. So he gets one vote in the hat for that. I've got him in here. Um, and on to the next one. And uh, I'll try to read this the best I can. It was my, uh, it was Perry on Facebook. He says, uh, the importance of development in sports is exactly like real life work. You always have to develop to be better for yourself and your family. And when you succeed in this, uh, when you succeed, uh, it's by being the best you can, being a leader to everyone around you. I, he says, I work for a discount tire company. To me, that is all I have to do as an assistant manager. To move up, you have to make everyone around you family, and I'll teach them to be the best. He says, we as a company have a dream for all of us, uh, the best company in the world. Basically, just he's saying that, they have these goals and they're, they're doing everything they can to achieve those goals. And that's how they're going to be successful as a company. And that's how their employees can be successful as well is through that success. Um, he says discount tires about always paying it forward. And he says, what I've learned is uh, sport and the average Joe's have the same opportunity to develop to greatness. So what he's saying there is no matter what field you're in, uh, whether it's working for a discount tire company or your professional football player, baseball player, you're always working to become better at what you do so that you can, for one, earn more money, uh, but ultimately, ultimately learn more skills that can uh, benefit the company you're working for. Um, but I think it's all about uh, improving your life quality. And a lot of time that has to do with development and research and uh, finding ways that you can be better at what you do. Uh, so Perry, thank you for the, the super long comment. I really appreciate it. It hits the nail on a lot of different heads. <laughs> um, and so that gives him one vote in the pot. Um, <clears throat> Brad on Facebook says, me and Eric get more developed by having a daily sparring match. <laughs> uh, so if you guys saw Eric in, in the podcast here earlier, I think he's still here. Yeah. Uh, him and Brad work together and uh, Brad is my dad. Eric is my father-in-law. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic, but apparently they have sparring matches to uh, get better 
on the daily. Uh, maybe when they retire, they can become professional sparrers. I don't, I don't know what punch <laughs> Eric is. They're having a, a, a virtual fight in the podcast right now. Brad's throwing out teardrop faces. <laughs> oh my gosh. If you guys don't, if, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud or iTunes or YouTube, you've got to catch this live. There's some interesting things that happen to say the least. <laughs> um, so uh, the next one comes from actually, it comes from Eric on Facebook. Uh, he says, development in sports in reference to players is just as important in business. When you constantly bring new employees into the business for training by senior staff who eventually burn out, ha ha in parentheses, and retire. If you don't continually build on the conve- conveyor belt of experience, you eventually end up without the talent to win. And that's such a great point. Like, uh, so what he's to trying to relate that to something else, um, uh, like in the sports world, for example, when a rookie quarterback comes in as a backup to a, a veteran quarterback who's going to have that position uh, for potentially years on end, um, they have to take that with a grain of salt and they have to go there and work in order to earn that that, that spot somewhere down the road. Uh, for example, I think one great example of of learning from your elders in your field would be like Aaron Rodgers being the backup to Brett Favre for the Green Bay Packers. He came in behind Brett and he's, he, he was a backup to Brett Favre for a long time until he retired, I believe, for the first time. And uh, that's where he got injured. And so Aaron Rodgers went in and then Brett Favre end, ends up retiring. Um, and Aaron Rodgers, after all those years of learning from Brett Favre and taking all of his knowledge of the game and putting it to practice and practice and, and d- developing those skills with Brett Favre, he's able to become the great quarterback that he is today. And so when he saw the spotlight, he had a, he had the chance to go in and become a starter. He was already much further developed than most backup quarterbacks are because he was behind one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play. Um, the same things, uh, same thing happens in pretty much every sport. If you're riding on the bench, the best thing you can do is practice a whole bunch and try to get better at what your position is trying to do for the team and ultimately help the team win games. If you end up moving up into a starting position. Um, and then to take it a a step further, um, it's one thing to, uh, develop as a player. Um, or I mean, as a team, I mean, there's two different dynamics where, you know, you can, you can go, go in the gym and basically work on your footwork and work on your shot all the time. Um, it's sort of like the, the mantra of putting in 10,000 hours of work to become the best at what you do. You have to try and perfect your craft. And people like Kobe Bryant are the, are a testament to that where, you know, you can put yourself in the position by, um, you know, being on a bench and working with a team, but it's not until you put in work and practice the skills you need to have when you do get the starting spot to be able to excel when you get to that light. So uh, let's see, we've got another comment here. Charles says, Walter Payton and The Hill, a renowned story in which uh, Walter Payton each and every day pushing himself to run up and down a hill until he was exhausted. Uh, I can't read that entire comment because it's too eh, it's too long. That's all right. I appreciate the comment. I'm going to go find it and I will read it. Um, let's see here. Abstract Sports on Facebook. Um... So Walter Payton and the Hill, a renowned story in which Walter Payton each and every day pushing himself to run up and down a hill until he was exhausted. When he went to his hometown in Missouri, he had an obstacle course built to push himself to the limit every offseason. And that's exactly it. Like he's it's almost like he uses that as a personal goal. Like it's a strange way of of staying in shape and and uh, and whatnot. But if it's a challenge to you and you know it's going to make you better in the end. Why not do it? I mean, running up and down a hill, that's going to do some things for you. That'll help you run over some guys on the football field. Um, so that's one great example of development. It happens all over the place, whether it's in your hometown and you use a hill to run up and down. I know that Danian Tomlinson did a similar thing uh, where he would drag tires up a hill. Um, but then you have like Kobe Bryant who just spends every day, every waking minute in the gym. Um, there, that's something that you just can't help but respect because they are trying to be the best they can be. But in the end, they're also trying to help their team win championships. So uh, it's kind of a, a two-sided success story there, I guess you could say. Um, 
So I think we have a couple more comments here. No, I think that's actually it. But uh, I like your example, Charles. I mean, you you already qualified for the thing for sharing and sharing the post and uh, voting on the shirt and everything. But that comment is a great example of development in sports, and I'll gladly use that as benefit to your uh, your your vote. So your vote is for sure counted. You've you've got a piece of paper in the hat. Woohoo! Uh, anyway, <laughs> but as you can see, it's pretty easy to relate development back to real life. Uh, just to give my personal example, um, I mean, I'm a web designer and front end web developer where I work with uh, Photoshop to design websites, but then I, I code websites to put them up on the internet. And uh, it's basically an interface for our clients to make some money or, or earn their own clients. Um, and it takes a lot of practice to know what clients want and what they need based on what their, their niche is. Um, and obviously part of the development for me was going to college for uh, more years than I should have. Um, you know, I was there for six years for a four year degree, changed my degree a little bit late. Um, but it was through that process in developing and of development and finding out what I really wanted to do, uh, and trying to match that up with something that I'm really good at. And I landed on web design. Um, and so at that point it was really easy for me to try and get better because I love doing it. And so, you know, the way you get better at design is you, there's a lot of research involved. You go out there and you look and see what the trends are, uh, you know, what's happening in 2017 that, um, that is going to be big and new, whether it's like, uh, big background videos in a slideshow or, uh, using flat colors as opposed to like gradients and, you know, little things like that, that can help you give a little bit of edge on the competition, uh, just because you're staying up with the trends and the times. But then aside from designing websites, you've got knowing how to use the tool that makes the websites. If you want to get more basic, like I have to know Photoshop. So I had to learn that that's development. And then taking Photoshop and turning it into a website, um, knowing how, what makes a good website, a good layout, good composition, um, drawing attention to the important things. That's all things that I learned over time. Um, and then you've got taking that design and making it a reality by coding it and in, in HTML and CSS. And that my friends is tedious. I mean, it takes, takes a good chunk of time to know how to code a website to where it's finished. And then you have to test it, make sure it's okay for the public to use. So in terms of development, there's many stages. <laughs> I mean, it's learning the tools that give you uh, the ability to do the things you do in your daily work, um, but then putting those to work at work and becoming better and more efficient as a team. So I think today that was a really great uh, discussion we've had on development in sports and how it relates to real life. Um, you know, the uh, like I was saying before in some previous podcasts, the more that I do these intangibles questions, I start to realize they overlap a whole bunch. And I'm like, is this the right thing to do? But then we have an awesome discussion like this where you guys put in great responses and it like revalidates why that is important. And that's like, that's why that's the foundation of abstract sports. It's not, uh, really the numbers or, um, uh, you know, putting up a lot of points in a game that matters. It's more about making that extra pass so that you can make the extra points, you know, um, being a team player, all, all that stuff. So man, I could go on forever about this, but it's a good thing we have it segmented out. Uh, but that does it for the development intangible. And, uh, before we get into it, well, yeah, I'll do next week's question. Now I'll, I'll tell you what that is. Uh, so next week question is going to be similar. Uh, but it's going to be a, for a different intangible aspect. So this one, this week, it says to talk about how support shows up is as an intangible quality in sports. So that's support, S-U-P-P-O-R-T. Think about how it also shows up in your day-to-day. Um, and I know that, I mean, just like all the rest of these intangibles questions, it sounds kind of vague, but I think it, that's done pretty good for us lately. It's it's made us come up with really interesting uh, ways of relating things to sports and real life, and we end up having a great discussion about it. So um, I think the fact that it is vague, somewhat abstract, it makes it uh, easier to uh, to decipher and, and kind of talk around and figure out what it is and what it isn't. So 
Uh, there you go. Talk about how support shows up in, as an intangible quality in sports. Um, well, that does it for the podcast today. Uh, but we still have the giveaway to do. We got the t-shirt giveaway. I don't, I don't have the shirt with me. Um, because of the budget, you know, I don't have money that I've, I've made from this blog yet. Um, so I haven't made any shirts. And if you know anything about production and, and whatnot, it's cheaper if you order a whole bunch in bulk. Uh, you know, like uh, 10 shirts is going to be cheaper per item than it is uh, one shirt at a time. So I wanted to do just one shirt at a time. I'll probably get a few printed, to be honest. Uh, but doing a giveaway gives me an excuse to get a few of those out there and uh, and uh, reward you guys for being here. So since we have more time, I'll probably I have another thing I want to talk about, and I'm going to mention it down here. All right, so it's time for the giveaway. Let me go check my Facebook notifications and see if see if anybody else is qualified. I don't think so. Oh boy, I've got a whole bunch of things going on here. People sharing things with me. Jason shared a video of me, or not of me. Oh, I saw this video. So Jason on uh, on Facebook, he shared a video with me where this high school kid, or, or this, okay, kid's up to bat. He hits a deep ball into right field. He catches it, and the guy on second base tries to tag up and run to third, which is, you know, a smart move because from right field, that's a really long throw, especially for a high school kid. But he launches this thing from deep right field, doesn't even bounce right to the third baseman where it needed to go, tagged him out with ease. That was beautiful. And then there's Charles Post about me being back at it again. (laughs) Let's see. We've got a couple more things on the giveaway, it looks like. I think Brad's trying to trying to get in on this. Now, did he react to it? Let's see what his vote was. We shared it. Brad, you have to vote on which shirt. You shared it. You got you to gotta react to the shirt. <laughs> oh, you're doing the wow face. Okay, he's doing a wow face. That means black. Okay, so we got to add one more name. Oh my gosh, I cannot write like this. There we go. Okay, got another one in the hat. I think that makes eight. Now let's see if anybody else shared it. Let me do another search here. Oh my goodness, there are things everywhere. Sorry guys, I'm like, where's the comment? More replies. Okay. <laughs> you did vote. I just found your vote. Thank you for that. Thanks for sharing it. Um, all right. So we're going to go ahead and do this thing. Let me do one more search on this to make sure I'm not missing anybody because I found out that because of yeah, let Brad on Facebook says, let George pick it. George is our new cat and he's a butthead. I don't think he'll do that. He'll probably eat the piece of paper before he does anything else. Uh, but I, I learned that, uh, when somebody shares something or comments or likes what our photos from the abstract sports Facebook page based on their, each person's privacy settings, I may or may not see their things. And so I, I think that's not really fair to them. And so I think I have another idea of, of how we can go about doing giveaways and, and maybe even the podcast in general. So, um, we'll get to that in a second, but first it is time for the t-shirt giveaway. Are you ready? (laughs) Oh my goodness. I feel like a fool. That's okay. (laughs) All right. So we've got, and I'm going to show you guys everything. We've got, got one for Brad, one for Brad. I'm going through and I'm showing you guys how many votes you got. One for Eric. Actually I have two for Eric because he tagged somebody in his post. Thanks for doing that. That means more people see it. Um, That's great. Got one for Perry right there. One for AJ. Another for AJ for tagging his wife. And I got Charles there. And, And I got Micah. So I think 
we are good to go. A couple of people have two chances in here. So if you guys had read all the, the details, they're all spelled backwards. No, it's the camera. It's backwards on my phone, but it's not on my other recording. It's because I've got the selfie cam on. That's why. All right, here we go. I need a drum roll. Let me get my, my rap horn out so I can celebrate who wins. There we go. That's a good drum roll. And the winner of the first ever t-shirt giveaway for Abstract Sports is... And I'm not looking, I promise. I'm looking away, shaking and mixing. And the winner is... Who is it? His name is Micah. His name is Micah. And he voted for a black shirt. Congratulations to Micah. Yeah, Micah, for winning the first shirt ever on the Abstract Sports Podcast. Woo! It's lit. It is lit, as the kids say. <laughs> and let's do a rabbit hole just for fun. Oh, AJ, you would have been the winner if, if I had drawn twice. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> just to make you feel bad. Charles says, uh, oh, first Brad says on Facebook, boo, hiss, boo, hiss. Charles says, congrats, Mike. I hope you enjoy wearing my shirt. <laughs> uh, don't worry, guys. There will be more giveaways. Uh, and speaking of that, um, this this podcast actually turned out to be perfect length. But now I want to just kind of throw something out there. So one thing that I think would be great for doing giveaways is, is if I did the podcast on Twitch. Um, I know some of you know what Twitch is, but just to explain, um, AJ on Facebook just says, I just lost in front of my newborn child. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Uh, at least he doesn't understand what's happening. I guess you have that. <laughs> but I, I've kicked around the idea of doing the podcast on Twitch. It's a live streaming software similar to this Facebook Live thing, but it has a lot more things built into it that can show the loyalty of your viewers. And it can, I mean, it's kind of creepy, but it's really valuable information. Like, for example, you can install a plugin that allows you to keep track of the loyalty of your viewers. So it shows you how many minutes they've watched of your stream, um, how many times they've commented, all kinds of stuff. And it, it gives you a good way of gauging who to reward and how to reward. Um, but it also has built-in raffles and giveaways with that same plugin. Um, but not only that, we can do fun, creative things with like overlays. So like on Facebook, for example, you know, you've got just like this video and that's it. You've got the comments. Uh, Twitch has all of that. Uh, plus people can become moderators and moderate the chat room. Um, you can, I mean, one thing that is an option, but it's not something I necessarily am pushing, but you can donate to a streamer if they have that set up. Um, but then you can have like, if somebody follows you or donates or shares your stream, um, little notifications can pop up on the screen and it's really interactive. Um, I think it's, it'd be great for just branding for abstract sports, but also tapping into a very modern medium that is live streaming. I mean, Facebook had jumped on the wagon, but Twitch has been around for longer than that. Uh, probably like five years now. I mean, it started out as Justin TV and now it's twitch.tv. Um, we already have an account set up for it. I mean, I did a one stream on there for a, an esports category blog post, which I still need to put together, by the way. Um, it's mostly just editing a four hour video. That's the problem. Uh, but just know that that's something that I might be, might be, uh, trying to introduce somewhere down the road. I'm not sure when, but, um, it's good that I have a foot in the door by having the account created and the page set up. So, um, look forward to more information on that as I come up with it. Um, all you really have to do is make an account and you can jump in there and comment just like normal, but it's just easier for me to tell, um, who is the most loyal and, and it gives me a great way of tracking my viewership and making the stream better for everybody. So on that note, guys, I want to say, Dallas, you showed up. You're a little bit late. I mean, I'm signing off now and you're just showing up. <laughs> That's all right, man. I'm glad you're here, but you get to hear me say goodbye now. Um, I really appreciate you guys coming through. Congratulations to Micah, a fellow Vandal, for winning uh, the, the first Abstract Sports t-shirt. He's going to get a black or more accurately, a charcoal gray abstract sports shirt with the logo on it. It's going to be pretty cool. I'm, I'm going to make one for myself. So you're going to see me wearing that thing on here and you're all going to be jealous. But 
Um, I really appreciate you guys coming through and I want to reward you guys more with giveaways. So keep coming through, have conversations with me. It's going to get more and more fun uh, as we grow. So as always, you can find this podcast on iTunes later, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, um, drop a comment, let us know what you think, uh, react to our videos and stuff to let us know your feels. Um, feedback is always good. We love, we love to hear how we're good or how we're bad. It's all, it always helps us improve. Uh, but if you haven't yet, please like and follow us here on Facebook so you can be notified when we go live every Wednesday. Uh, but you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, all at Abstract Sports. That's the username. Um, but that's all I've got for you today. Thank you all for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. I love you guys. Uh, I'm Kyle Richards, and you just listened to the Abstract Sports Podcast. I'll see you next Wednesday.